0: They say we only use a fraction of our brains to their potential. Now, that's when we're awake. When we're asleep, our mind can do almost anything. Such as? Well, imagine you're designing a building, right? You consciously create each aspect, but sometimes it feels like it's almost creating itself, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I'm discovering it.
0: Genuine inspiration, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Now... In a dream, our mind continuously does this. We create and perceive our world simultaneously. And our mind does this so well that we don't even know what's happening. That allows us to get right in the middle of that process. How? By taking over the creative part. Now, this is where I need you. You create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into the dream and they fill it with their subconscious.
1: How could I ever acquire enough detail to make them think that's reality? Well,
0: dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up when we realize something was actually strange. Let me ask you a question. You never really remember the beginning of a dream, do you? You always wind up right in the middle of what's going on.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: So how do we end up here?
1: Well, we just... We came from the, um.
0: Think about it, Ariadne. How did we end up here? Where are you right now?
1: We're dreaming?
0: We're actually in the middle of a workshop right now, sleeping. This is your first lesson in shared dreaming. Stay calm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth.
0: King Kong ain't got shit on me.
2: I am the third. Enemy. I am so much crazier than I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's take more
0: ignorant podcast hosts who talk about movies we don't understand, but try to explain and rate them. Ignorance is our ammunition, and this is Facing Off, a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar, and we compare, contrast, and rate them. I'm the protagonist, of course, Gabe. Of course. And join with me are Layla and Nick.
1: Hi.
0: (laughs) What's up? (laughs)
2: Hi guys.
1: Normally, there's a question there or something. So I, was I thought waiting. that was like
2: a- <laughs> what it what it do. There's your question. <laughs> um, it, it is.
0: Uh, you guys confused? How's your mental state right now? You've been dreaming. You've been sleeping okay.
1: Or going back what? in time.
0: What
2: was my last dream? I yeah, don't what was even your last? Dream? I haven't question.
1: dreamed in a while, honestly. Like Not true. You sad. dream all the time, well, but you just don't okay. remember it.
2: Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Sorry for being pretentious. <laughs> Sorry
0: for I don't remember what I said.
2: Just kidding. That's <laughs> not the name of the podcast. Uh, I don't actually know what my last dream was. Do you?
0: I don't. I usually do, but my brain is mush right now because I've watched a lot of Christopher Nolan and uh, turns your brain to mush because he is a weird ass fucking dude and he's got a weird ass mind. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Is it? Yeah. You know who else has a weird-ass mind? We do. And you should follow us on Instagram and find out all about that because we post oh, all the time. It's very fun. Hit <laughs> us oh, up. Instagram.com slash FacingOffPod. Just look up facing FacingOff. Uh, and send us emails. Let us know what movies you want us to do. It's fucking hot girl summer coming up, and we are going to do the hottest <laughs> film. So send us an email to FacingOffPodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Hey guys. What? Why don't we get into this damn thing? We are doing Inception yes. and Tenet. Yes. Two bonkers Christopher Nolan movies, but bonkers. What happened in them, Nick? Do you have like a synopsis <laughs> that ties the two this together will be interesting, and intertwines honestly. them? <laughs> do you do you have a gesture and a word? <laughs> yeah, uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Tenet. I didn't realize until I rewatched it how often they say Tenet. Because the yeah. first time I saw it, I was like, okay, they're never going to mention Tenet again. It was the worst it's such a in. funny hand gesture. He also to never just... does that. Also, he does yeah, it once with the gun.
2: Oh, He's holding the gun right. and he yeah. like kind of wraps his hands all slowly into one another. <laughs> um, it's, all, it's beautiful the way he does it. Um, <clears throat> Inception, um, in which uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, unrecognizable Leo. in his role as Dom Cobb, no one really, you guys not been on tweet Twitter. No one,
0: no.
2: unrecognizable. Oh, they thought oh that was gonna get a laugh. I'm York, done. You do fucking the fucking crickets. thing. So, it's his new movie crickets. with Martin
0: Scorsese, oh, do you is out of the room. <laughs> uh, his new movie with Martin that Martin Scorsese is making called uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, an image came out and it's Leo in just makeup. Uh, really not that extreme. And the New York Post is like. Leo looks unrecognizable, unrecognizable in photo. And so everyone made fun of it because there's a Native American woman next to him. And they're like, if that's Leo, then I guess he's <laughs> unrecognizable. Because I know who the fuck the other guy is in the room.
2: Thought that would get a laugh. It didn't. He's unrecognizable in his role as Dom Cobb. I'm sorry. Dreaming. Saving the world or whatever. And in Tenet, they save the it's world. Saving the world. Time travel or whatever. That's it. You guys do it.
0: <laughs> okay, first of all, like, in Inception, he's not saving the world. If anything, he's a bad person. They're all bad it's people. It's true. Steal he's not saving
2: the world. He's saving himself and making sure that he can sure. reconnect with there his children. <sighs> children intent, with good
0: parenting, that does save the world. It's going to you know, save a lot maybe, of people. Maybe.
2: Probably not. Uh, it's, we're going to explain the plots as we go along. <laughs> Tenet, uh, the protagonist saves the world, <laughs> and John David Washington is very much recognizable in his role as the protagonist. Robert Pattinson's recognizable too. He is.
0: He looks. Everyone's like Christopher recognizable. Nolan. Christopher Nolan always has one character that looks exactly like him in his movies, and it's Robert Pattinson and Tenet, and it's Dom C- or Leo, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and he does. Is. Wow. So yeah, true.
1: he definitely mirrors. Um, a character. Is
2: it Gary himself? Oldman in Batman? Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. I don't think it applies to that, but like his other ones. I don't I think, think it applies it's Gary to all Oldman. of them. I think it's just these two. Anyways, oh, my God.
1: Let's start talking about these two
0: uh, movies. These two movies, the reason why we're doing them, obviously, two huge Christopher Nolan movies, two really wild ideas that involve a lot of heists and um, like proof of concept type stuff. But like, I, you know, they're, they're not that similar, but I feel like out of his movies they're the most similar to compare and and contrast and there was a lot of difference in opinion with tenet it was an extremely divisive movie so
2: sci-fi big brain big budget Mm. big
0: penis uh i do want to point out i was going to say this later but in the same year leo played two characters he was in two movies that i adore deeply by the way, that involve him being charged for, uh, charged for murder, for killing his wife, and then not letting go of their deaths, and then suffering from con- uh, constant dreams involving them. Shutter Island and Inception were the same exact year.
2: Yeah. It's uh, and spoiler alert
0: to all of these movies, uh, if you haven't <laughs> seen Inception or Tenant
2: or Shutter Island, we're sorry. You just, but, <clears> uh, just invert yourself, walk back to yeah. you know, 30 seconds before Gabe spoiled everything for you. Yeah, and, and by the
0: way, if you haven't seen Tenet, you wouldn't know what Inversion is anyways. But uh, yeah, we're going to spoil these movies. We're going to break them down. Layla just wants to get out of here. She's done. <laughs> you don't even
2: know about Inversion.
0: She doesn't like how messy this is because Christopher Nolan makes such clean cut movies with True. no uh, flaws at all. Correct.
2: <clears throat> that back. Uh,
0: (laughs) Well, let's break them down. Let's figure out which of these movies we liked more based on five categories and a scale on each of those categories of one to seven. One being low, poor, shit. Uh, Four (laughs) being middle, average. uh, Just right down the line, Switzerland. And then seven being (laughs) amazing, great, perfection, perfect in that category. Uh, Our categories today are going to be spectacularity, originality, Eye candy, actoring. Whoa, so late? That never happens. And then legacy. Uh, which we always end on. Okay, let's get started, guys. Let's start let's talk about uh spectacularity, which is the engagement level of the movie, how engaged you were, whether you were distracted by stuff, or you pulled out of the movie a lot. Let's start with kicked inception. out of the movie.
2: What? Kicked out of the movie.
0: Yeah, if you get kicked out of the yeah, exactly that's yeah. a good inception yes, reference, you're Nick. Welcome. Uh, and since we're going to be doing Inception, and Nick just talked, let's start with Layla.
2: Spectacularity, <laughs> Inception.
1: Um. Okay, I can do that. Out of seven, um, I I think this is I, 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 it's an easy seven for me. This is just one of the most fucking engaging movies I've seen ever. Like, I am not, I'm not someone that enjoys a film that trips me out this hard because I like. It's not my jam, but this movie... I wish it was movie... full stop.
0: I'm not someone who enjoys the film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, But I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Everything about... Every every aspect of this movie is engaging to me. I think the storyline is incredible. I think the way that this film is written is is very intelligent and smart, and I'm able to follow it, but I'm still questioning things as I'm watching it, and I think that's the magic of it, that it doesn't lose me at any point and I'm constantly like trying to figure out what's happening in it, but I don't feel like I'm completely lost. And I love that about this movie. And it's, it's truly a feat to get to that point that I, that I, I've every time I watch this movie, I am constantly questioning the moments in a scene to understand the larger plot of the film, but I'm never, and I'll talk about this in tenant. I'm never feeling like they've completely lost me. And that's like my Mm -hmm. issue with tenant. Um, but oh, it's just, alert. it's visually, review. it's visually astounding. I'm going to spend the rest of my time in spectacularity talking about the score of this film because
2: the oh, score so of so this good. film Whomp. Whomp.
1: is truly one of the greatest scores of all time. Speaking of time, Whomp. time is one of the, like I, I've played classical piano my entire life. Classical oh. music is my jam if if you see me with my headphones in 90% of the time i'm listening to film scores time is in my top 5 favorite scores of all time this <laughs> this um <laughs> this <laughs> movie has some of the best music i've ever heard in my life it's some of han zimmer's best work it is i cry when i listen to the score to this movie i listen to it all week long leading up to this podcast it is just the most engaging music I've ever heard. It plays into every scene perfectly. It builds as the scene is building. It's incredible. I I am never not engaged with this movie and it is just if if a movie ever were to deserve a 7, it's Inception. <laughs>
0: I totally agree with the score thing, by the way. And the only reason it didn't win that year is because it had to go against Social Network,
1: which I know. is also one of the best. Which is of just all one time. of the best scores ever.
0: <laughs> it's like the score that changed scores forever. Yeah, like they, you could be more inventive with them. But absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I'll just I'll hop on really quick. Uh, This is the easiest seven of any movie for me. Like, this movie is designed to be extremely entertaining. Mm -hmm. And for anyone out there that's like, oh, but it's so fucking long, listen to this story I have for you. (laughs) One time I was at home, and uh, I used to do this a lot, but, like, I I went on HBO, and this is, like, back when I had cable – um i went on hbo and i noticed inception was playing and i had missed the first scene so i watched inception and i fucking loved it i get to the end every single time i get to the last like five seconds of the movie i start tearing up and i was like god so fucking good and then i check hbo2 and it's about to start and i was like oh i should watch the first scene since i missed it since i just watched it guess what gabriel did he watched the entire movie all the way through afterwards so i literally spent five hours straight watching this movie twice because it's so (laughs) fucking engaging to me um it's funny that out of his action yeah probably out of his action movies this is probably like his least exciting opening scene, even though it's a really good opening scene, it's like his, like we'll talk about it with Tenet. Like Mm. he, he usually hooks you as as fast as possible, but this one is different. It disorients you. It brings you into this weird ass world that you don't fully understand. And it gives you a lot of what is important right away. Like it just feeds you that. Um, From like, I would say an hour and a half into the rest of the movie. So the last hour of the movie, it is, that's like pound for pound, probably the best hour of any yeah, action movie a, ever made.
1: Not a second of stillness from that point you, on.
0: You get the mm-hmm. spinning hotel, uh, hotel mm-hmm. room uh, and hallway fight, which is just probably my favorite action set piece of all time. You get the car chase with the motorcycle and like Yusuf mm-hmm. grabs the guy's arm and stuff. You get the ski fortress battle and, and, and a lot of these are happening, like, simultaneously. You get the floating waiting for them to drop. Mm-hmm. It, it's just amazing. Um, there's also, I will say this, every single time I watch this movie, if I watch it loud enough, there are three distinct moments that are so fucking loud. They scare, the, they scare, they give me a heart attack every time. There's the glass shattering on the bridge when she's, yeah. like, fucking with the mirrors or whatever. It's so loud.
2: Oh, yeah. I jump moment time. when
0: when yeah. she walks in on Maul and Cobb when he's doing his little dreams and it just goes boom.
2: Yep. And, yeah, and that like, one is Oh my God, so the shit out of me. And then
0: there's the one uh, when the fucking train hits them in the city. I always yeah. forget about the train. Um, but anyways, this is 7 out of 7. It's potentially like a fucking 10 out of 7 for me in spectacularity. What about you, Nick?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm going to go 7 as well. It's very hard to say that it's not. Because even though it is long and I'm not a fan of really long movies, it doesn't feel like it. And you don't like – it's one of those sci-fi movies where it's like, dude, at a certain point, you either decide that you're going to figure this out and you're hooked. Or you can decide, I'm, I don't care and I'm just going to watch this look awesome. Yeah. And like whichever path you choose, that's fine. But, like, if you don't like Inception because you're like, oh, I don't get it, you don't get it. Like, you don't actually get the point. Like, I know that you probably don't get the plot, and that's, like, taking you out of it or whatever, but you're also missing the point. Like, it's it's entertainment, and it's, like you said, Gabe, like, this is an extremely entertaining movie, even if you don't understand the plot. Like, it's so entertaining. Yeah, it's and it's
0: co- and it's also complex, but it's, it's not necessarily confusing.
2: Yeah, it, it's and it's cool. I mean they they do their best not to make it confusing because they explain the shit out of everything. Yeah, you have to. Um, a Christopher
0: Nolan movie has to have exposition, <laughs> yeah, oh, or else always. you're just not gonna
2: understand. But they do
1: it, it in such a great way. Like, yeah, they, exactly. it's it's a healthy way. Like, it's not an overwhelming, frustrating way. You're like, they bring in
2: a character this. that doesn't know anything, so and then yeah, they don't have to tell her. everything. Is, it's really short. She's
1: the audience. She truly yes, is the audience. Ariadne, yes. Yes.
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, and the, and all of the exposition scenes are extremely short. All yeah. the uh, the lines of dialogue, there's no really 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 lengthy scene. The totally. l- lengthiest one is what we did at the beginning.
2: Uh what's really cool too is if you like I mean if you have rewatched it as I haven't rewatched this in a while. So like it was really exciting to rewatch this.
0: Oh you you didn't rewatch it right? Twice after in a you row? No, yeah. you
2: sick animal. Um I think that there's something to be learned in every time you watch this movie and I mean that's just like such a cool thing that i love about this type of film i mean that's why i I love sci-fi yeah Yeah. like in this one i i i caught on to the line that in the tech like the inception tech is invented to like allow soldiers to be like Mm -hmm. sick depraved animals yeah to yeah to to, to just practice murdering live through awful
1: moments over and over again Mm -hmm. so that they can just like be unemotional about it (laughs) super cool
2: super cool super on brand super makes sense yeah super the world is <laughs> oh, god, oh, god. So dark. all right so dark. Well, let's move
0: on uh so that's <laughs> sevens from all of us let's talk about tenet uh i i'll jump on really fast for the, for this one uh just really because i'm timing you i have too much too many notes <laughs> on this here's the problem okay actually here's not the problem that's the, how we start first it. The here's, first the, here's, theme, a, here's the problem
2: wait it. here's not the problem <laughs>
0: The first, scene, so I got to see this in theaters. Uh, I probably shouldn't have, but I went to go nah. see it in theaters. Uh, I, I wore a mask the entire time, but I needed to. It's like I I cannot not see a Christopher Nolan movie in theaters, and I did it in IMAX, and so it is just it was so it was like rumblingly loud. Um, the opening scene literally had no idea what the fuck was going on, but I was like. Oh, my God. Cinema is fully back, baby. This is one of the most insane scenes I've ever seen. My mouth had fucking fallen to the floor. It moves so fast. Um, And most of that is that there's just this, like, speaking of score, I'm not going to say this is a better score because it's not. But this is the most batshit score of all time. (laughs) In like the best way, Ludwig Van, Lu, just Ludwig Göransson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's basically like Ludwig and Beethoven. Yeah, uh, it, he had to have done every drug in the world to make this score. It's fucking insane. It's like Hans Zimmer met Diplo literally that is the perfect
1: description
0: it's amazing and i gotta tell you and i'm sorry to to everyone who didn't get to see this in theaters that was electrifying to listen to in it um one thing i like this 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 movie tells you at one point don't try to understand it feel it and it was so much it was definitely christopher nolan being like hey guess what this one's not going to make any sense, (laughs) but just feel it because fucking cinema is back, baby. And he's, he told me that. Um, But the problem is, is like the movie is, it's wild enough to keep you interested, but it's so confounding in certain parts. And the mechanics are so confusing that you're constantly questioning how the fuck it works and where it's going. And part of that is, he over edits the absolute shit out of this movie. There's like the, the, every single cut of the movie just takes you out of whatever's happening. It's like, it's not like horrible, like the little things. It's more like, just let me fucking understand (laughs) the scene before you cut back and forth. Like sometimes people are getting shot and I have no idea who's the one getting shot. Um, Sometimes it's hard to understand like who's fighting a person. Sometimes characters are like, in the middle of a conversation and then their conversation continues in a completely <laughs> different set location. And you're like, okay, now I have to think about what happened in that in between time. There's a really good YouTube video about that. Um, there's also no title cards to tell you where they are and they're traveling all around the world. Like they go to Mumbai uh, t- to Lin, uh, Estonia and like fucking Mumbai, you, Mumbai. They go to uh, Mumbai looks
2: rad. dude. Oslo. I want to go to Mumbai.
0: Yeah. Um also right now. The, And this was like a well, big yeah. this was a big yeah. problem in theaters, I'll say. He made the score and sound effects so fucking loud that you could not hear the dialogue. Yeah, this is and like so the I ongoing
1: just, conversation about this movie. Honestly, yeah, really I couldn't fucking really but it's, cool. understand. It's, what they were saying.
0: <laughs> it's so frustrating because I when I first awesome. watched the catamaran scene, that's an awesome scene. It's I, one of the visually one of the best
2: scenes. I hate how you pronounce catamaran. How, how do Continue. You how catamaran.
0: Oh, catamaran,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: dude! <laughs> just keep going. Sorry. All right. In the catamaran scene, this episode um, is
1: off the rails. Guys. Yeah, because
0: because <laughs> N- of Nick, he's just, he's lost it. Um, it that scene is is so exciting visually. I legitimately, when I was watching, I had no idea what the fuck was happening. I didn't know why they were on it. I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't understand how he fell because I couldn't hear her say burn in hell or whatever, you fucking piece of shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like, I didn't understand it. And so this time I watched it with subtitles, which I normally don't want to do with a movie as visually cool as this. And guess what? I fucking enjoyed it a lot more because I understood what the hell they were saying. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, one big scene. This is my final point. The temporal pincer movement in Ukraine or a 12 or whatever. I don't know what the fuck is happening in that scene. I don't know who's shooting who I don't know or whom. I don't know when people are getting shot. Sometimes buildings are fucking coming back together and then exploding. And I, and it looks cool, but I'm just like, bro, <laughs> What the fuck is happening? you got to tell me. So I'm still giving it an above average because it's Christopher Nolan. It's incredible. But I'm giving it a five because I was so confused the whole way through. And rant
2: over. I said it was going to be quick, but... It was, it was... It was it exactly, was Exactly. It was on the nose five minutes.
1: It was never going to be quick.
2: Um, it was on the nose, literally. I interrupted you twice, but it was on the nose five minutes. Okay. Layla, what did you think?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I gave it a five too. I, I mean, it's like a really, it's just a cool movie. Like, it's cool. It's cool. It was fun to watch. There's some really, like, dope action sequences. That's fun. Awesome. I, I don't enjoy a movie where the entire time I'm questioning what the fuck is happening and at the end I'm completely unsatisfied because I don't understand anything that fucking happened in the movie. Like, that's not the reason I watch a film. I don't watch a movie to go on the internet afterwards and research what happened inside of the movie. That's not fun to me. And I know... That there is like a cult following of Nolan's on Reddit that fucking loves doing that, that just loves talking about his movies over and over and over again to figure out God. the plot devices and the points. Talking about
2: movies over and over and over again. <laughs> Shut up, Gabe.
1: Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I. I mean, if you go on the internet, there's like all these theories that like Robert Pattinson is the little boy, and that's how it comes full circle. I and, subscribe like, to
0: that theory now.
1: And like, and it's not necessarily not like that's fair upon reading about it it's like okay cool but like how the fuck did you give me any real plot devices to make me understand that while watching the movie it's not fun for me to try to pick up on that afterwards i want to try to understand it by the end of the film and you didn't give me anything to understand that i don't think they do enough character development i think the exposition to explain the actual main plot of tenet is awful and the one scene we get is him in that lab with that scientist and it lasts mm-hmm. like maybe four minutes and it's awful and i hated every second of it and i don't get it and it didn't help explain anything to me i i don't know i just and you made you brought up a great point gabe and i didn't even really thinking think about it this Thank way you. but the way that they edit even just the visuals is really poor storytelling because you really are just confused in the moment of a scene. It's really cool visually, but you're truly not understanding who's doing what, why they're doing it and what's happening. So you're just caught in this like great movement of characters that looks visually awesome, but it does not propel the story forward at all. So I, yeah, I'm giving it a five simply because it's a visually stunning film. And mm-hmm. the score is very engaging and it's got some really great actors that I enjoy it's watching. Electric. I mean they just I like watching these actors talk. They're, you know, even if I can't yeah. hear what the fuck they're saying, they're pretty. So I'll give it a five.
2: Yeah, they are pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. Um Yeah, they are pretty. <laughs> I gave it <laughs> I gave it a six. Okay. Did
0: you guys give it five? Simpleton Nick comes in.
2: And no, you know what? It's not because I'm a simpleton. It's because I like all the things that Layla said. (laughs) This entire movie, I am thinking, why is this happening? What does this mean? What is going on? And I like that. Like, I Mm. want to keep, I want to be confused by this movie because it's also stunning to watch. Now, if it was confusing and looked like shit or was boring, (laughs) nah. I'm not well, into that. Of course. <laughs> That's a three. But this is extremely confusing and extremely fun to watch. So they kind of like, they definitely don't make it. That Those two things don't make a seven. It's just a little too confusing for that to like be a seven for me. But I mean, Gabe, you said the second time you watch it, you understand it more. That's not the case. I don't understand it anymore. But yeah, I, still... I
1: completely agree. Well, okay. I don't think it gets any. I don't
2: really, think I really combine, enjoy combine Let me combine things because... It,
0: the second time you watch it, after you've watched like six videos that break it down, and then read all those articles, yeah, it makes a lot yeah, more so sense. It makes, yeah, because you could start, you could start noticing things that you probably miss. But I will tell you, understanding the dialogue is actually important, and Christopher Nolan can yeah. suck a fucking fart for making sure that no, nobody can that. understand it's the dialogue. that. It's
1: unreal that he did not give a shit. With, with, a movie this, you should, with a movie this fucking complicated, to not give a shit about should, us understanding yeah. the plot of the damn it fucking It should movie.
2: have a disclaimer at the beginning that's like, yo, <laughs> you, you honestly want to like pay attention, though, okay? So like, put But even if you are paying cap. attention, you can't, can't hear it! it.
0: Can't- I do, dude. I'm telling you, in the theater, it was so oh, fucking I, I loud. Imagine I had no idea. In the theater, idea.
2: it was impossible. But if you're sitting seven inches from your TV no, no, screen no. in your yeah. living room, I understood the cat the catamaran scene.
1: No, but like there were Doesn't that sound 100%, silly? There <laughs> were one hundred percent moments in this movie where the audio dialogue is so unbelievably low and important no, I, uh, things uh, are being said, yeah. and I'm sitting there like this is fucking ridiculous that I can't understand what they're saying right now. But
2: I think if you sit too close to your TV screen in your <laughs> living room, it's better. <laughs> Okay, so
0: wait. You give it a six, Nick. I
2: give it a six. I really like Tenet. I, like I want to clarify it. and it's too. Fun.
0: I actually like Tenet, and I don't mean to, I'm not shitting on it. You uh, give it a five. I just either it is,
2: it five is is a great confounding,
0: song. and like for Christopher Nolan fans, it is just it's kind of irritating. Um, but anyways, all all right. Right, let's move on.
2: Fifty eight minutes on one section. Let's, let's talk
0: on. about uh, originality uh, for Tenet, uh, Nick. Why don't you keep talking?
2: Originality Um, for Tenet? Yeah, so
0: originality is just how creative the movie was, but also, like, does it stand out in the genre? Does it need to be made? Um, And obviously, with Christopher Nolan, wacky
2: movies. I mean, it is... I didn't realize until the second time watching it that it's not just, like, a time travel movie it's also like an alternate reality movie mm-hmm. and then my brain exploded and i fell to sleep immediately and i just woke up 18 minutes ago when we started this podcast <laughs> or whatever it is dude that broke my brain to be like oh yeah it is an alternate reality because if we felt time backwards it would be a different reality yeah, uh, do this. so i'm gonna say that originality wise i'm gonna go seven because I don't see I think it is I don't know that it needs to be made, but I definitely appreciate that it was made.
1: Mm.
2: I And I don't know of another movie that tries to do what this does. I don't know of another movie that visually does what this movie does back to the either. Future. They don't experience time backwards and back to the future.
1: I'm just fucking with you.
2: Because yeah. it's not a time travel movie. It's a time manipulation movie. And then for it to also be like you know, have like an actual scientific grounding and like a sci-fi. It's not just sci-fi. I mean, it's dude, also I, sci- I don't disagree
1: with you. I gave it a six. The only reason I gave it one less than a seven is because I don't, I don't think it worked very well. <laughs> so, like, I just mm. don't think like I think if it had accomplished its goal in my mind, which would have been creating like a thorough stor- storyline that I could have like figured out. Like, I don't need it to be clear. I want, I want, like you said, Nick. I want to question it and figure it out as i'm watching it but i don't think you can do that while you're watching this movie because i think nolan himself came out many times before this movie came out and said don't question it because i'm pretty sure he was trying to say i don't have i don't have an answer for you like there is no actual i just i think he truly was just like i created a story that probably doesn't make sense and that's fine (laughs) and Uh, yeah that bothers me a little bit. Like, I, I don't like that I'm sitting there trying to figure out something that's not logical and that has no real resolution to it. So it, it knocks but, it down but a little bit. I funny.
2: think that it doesn't make sense because it does make sense, but we can't <sighs> oh, okay. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I really do think that if you drew all the lines out, the movie kind it makes enough sense to be, to not be a bad story. It's just that we aren't. It it just so complex and so weird, okay. Of I mean, an idea that we can't we can't process it, and it's honestly just takes too much brain power. I don't have enough to fully put it together or get on Reddit. No, that's a fair point. Reddit. Yeah,
0: you just teed that up. Like basically for me, like that. This is here's the thing. I every time we get to this category. I have to bring up this point that I care more about movies as a movie than about ideas. Because I can read an idea on a Wikipedia page. I want to see the visual medium. And like, yes, visually, this is incredible. But I will say that as a whole, the movie, when I think of the originality, it's like the idea got away from him. Like, he Mm. just had this really good idea. But he was like, ah, fuck it. Here's the idea. And like, let's get some stars and let's go to a bunch of cool places. I'll make it look And people good. are going to
1: be engaged enough that it doesn't matter. But that's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and a the story, itself,
0: the story itself is, is really interesting, but the plot and the characters as they are written do not work that well. And the fact that I have to watch a new Rockstars video that maps out the plot and it's a fucking snake design going back and forth, it's just like, dude, no. Inception is a fucking wacky-ass idea, but it works. If you really think about it, it works. It has holes, but it works. This one is like, I couldn't, without those videos, I couldn't decipher this fucking movie on my own. And that is so problematic. But I
2: think that's original. My... It is. original. I do also think it's problematic. It's original,
0: but I still. Th- it's like I don't want to give him too much credit because he had a good idea sure, sure. and he didn't see it through. To I also just like, think
1: it's like important to think about the medium. Like maybe this would have been a great book. Like maybe it would have been a great mindfuck yeah. to read it. But like mm, I, when I damn, watch a film, yeah. I want it to. I want a level of satisfaction. I want to be able to Absolutely. watch something, process it, and have an ending that makes me. Either leave on a note that's making me think or gives me resolution. Like, I this movie does
2: neither of those things. <laughs> now, is scene, it, yeah, is oh. it satisfying if you see where Robert Pattinson goes? No, because, because you know that he because he goes back and and then he commits. It's not as simple as that for me. Like, suicide. there
0: are things like the whole storyline with Priya, the um arms dealer yeah. that he works with, that mm-hmm. or that who he, spoiler that alert around. is a woman, yeah. I just don't get any at the end when he's like, I'm the fucking protagonist and kills her. I'm like, wait, wait, why? What did she do? I don't get it. She's going to kill this person, but like hold arms, dude. Yeah. Well, I guess it's to close the loop, but like I had to watch shit and read shit to understand that. I just think like the movie is genius. It's a brilliant movie. I'm not taking away from that. I just think it's, it's really a problem for a movie Eh, eh, to stand out in his own genre that I have to go and watch videos and read articles to even understand it. And that's just, that's the movie itself is a problem. And I need, I think it just needed time. He needed more. He's rushed this. He needed more time to, yeah, exactly. By Hans Zimmer. Um, (laughs) He just needed to really flesh this out. He needed to build the characters better. He needed to build the story more. So I'm actually giving it a five. Uh, slightly above that. No, no, no. I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I agree. Since but like in my head, seven. it's a five. Could it's like a six because there's like, there's no movie like this. I totally agree with that. But I just, it, this movie could have been a fucking seven. And yeah. He blew it.
2: If it was um, just. It is yeah. a seven.
0: Layla, what did you think about originality for uh, Inception?
1: I gave it a seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, honestly, using the exact same argument and dialogue that we just did, like, it executes what we were talking about in Tenet that Tenet does not execute. Like, it is truly a completely original idea that comes to a finish at the end. Like, it left me with a thought that I wanted to question and think about. But it wasn't something that I wanted to go on the Internet to research and understand it was simply a thought that I had to reflect on the film I just watched to figure out. And I enjoyed that. And it, and it leads Mm -hmm. to rewatches that again, it's not about figuring out like plot devices and things like that by reading articles or watching videos. It's really truly about just watching and understanding the film itself because the answers are inside of the movie and that's, what's magical about inception. And I mean, it's just, it's true. Like even just, visually all of the above it's truly an original film altogether like the dialogue is funny and dramatic and beautiful and dark and deep and the action sequences are incredibly well filmed the visual effects are one in a million like this movie is one of a kind and it will be remembered as a a one-of-a-kind film so it's there's not even a question that this is a seven (laughs) yeah
0: yeah uh i gave it a seven as well and um here like here's the thing about like christopher nolan movies and especially this this is when he starts getting into like i'm gonna really fuck around with these concepts with my own original screenplays because the prestige is based off of a book and i'm gonna have to give you a lot of exposition and sure that is sometimes problematic to some people but you need it and it you need it in this movie and it never really gets annoying in the movie. Cause as I said earlier, they're really short interactions, but the idea comparatively to tenant is so much more interesting to mm-hmm. me. And I know tenant might be a, like a crazier, riskier idea to run with, but this one is just like, as Layla put it, like it's like beautifully bizarre. Like, it, it, and you enjoy watching how strange it is. You aren't really questioning, I love that you said this, like you aren't really questioning the mechanics of the movie. Yeah. Like you exactly could yeah. sit there and poke holes in this movie. There's tons of holes, but you're not sitting, it's like porous. you're not watching it. It's, it's porous. It's
2: porous and, cor- and yellow <laughs> <Yeah>. and porous.
0: <laughs> um, but I, I just like, I don't care how or why it's happening. You know why? Because it's, it's as simple as being like, it's a fucking dream. Who cares? Dreams don't make any sense. If anything, these are more lucid than any normal dream. Um, I just think that, you know, I know some may disagree with this. And I, kn- I know, like my mom, for instance, probably gets pretty confused when she watches this movie. I find this still more digestible than say, I had to fucking burn you, mom. You uh, had to find a way. Still, it's still so it's digestible. So and it's so... Easy, it's easy enough to get the whole picture of the movie without needing to know the details. And if you were looking at the trees instead of the forest in this, you're just like you said at the beginning, Nick, you're missing the fucking point. Yeah. It's entertaining. Um and it's and and a big point to differentiate, it's just clear he had the whole idea here. Yeah. He had the characters, he had the plot, There's he had everything. I actually think the dialogue is pretty good. And like I now after Tenet, I'm like, is he good at dialogue? Can he write dialogue? And I went back to Inception. Like I like the interactions between like Eames and and, uh, Arthur. There's um, real
1: character development. That's like that's not that doesn't exist in Tenet. There is zero character development in Tenet at all. There's just characters that exist and mm-hmm. you have to just accept them for who they are. In Inception you actually build these characters and understand them and that and is And you care about them. You yeah, you have to be emotionally and, invested in a storyline.
0: And I want to continue that in Actoring after, but like I do want like <laughs> another like this is the most this is one of the most original screenplays that has ever existed and guess what it fucking lost to the king speech for original screenplay and like you know who's never gonna get over that me motherfuckers i'm pissed that's insane
1: i mean i you think can't we're just up never with gonna get over the king this. speech winning i mean a lot king speech things. won
0: <laughs> o- over uh, social network for director and picture that year and that's just gonna baffle anyone who has fucking eyes for the rest of their life but this yeah. original screenplay it's like what are you talking about? They go and steal people's secrets in their dreams, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and it worked. Don't you get it? It's fucking a seven out of a bubble, seven. What about you, Nick? dog? Uh,
2: it's a seven out of seven. It's a Christopher Nolan, um, you know, home run. It's a grand slam by Christopher Nolan. It's fantastical. Uh, ends in a cliff note. Um, Cliffhanger. Cliff cool. note. <laughs> cliffhanger jeez
0: oh one of the best cliffhangers
2: um yeah and one that i think of like uh like my favorite is the prestige
0: mm-hmm. Me too.
2: and it is of nolan's
0: yeah yeah
1: really okay yeah it was Continue. inception
0: forever inception was my number one movie and i moved it down but oh uh, really I didn't yeah it's,
2: it's, it's
1: way long dark Knight, but yeah go ahead
0: no.
2: it's like an upgraded version in not in my mind but i think generally as a like a concept of the prestige it follows like a similar arc it's like about the folly of man it's a little too on the nose and makes you feel like ugh yeah we all suck ass and it ends in an awesome you know cliffhanger that makes you rethink the rest of the movie and be like huh did that happen that way oh wow but it's you know a much more heavy concept than than I than the prestige is. Should we no, I take, mean there's just should we
1: take two seconds to address what we all think happened at the end of this movie?
2: <sighs> well the, no,
0: but it, well we could say what you <laughs> no. it's it's just based on your opinion. He's he's expressed multiple times that he purposely should made ambiguous. it ambiguous. It Cliff could Henry? be I Yeah, know. I know
1: it's not supposed to be yeah. a perfect answer, for yeah. sure.
2: No, at we all need answers.
0: I would say most of my life I thought it was a dream. He was most still of on a dream. My life? Yeah, yeah. What does that I've even mean? I've watched this a lot throughout. <laughs>
1: most of my life? It's been this
0: out for reason? 11 years.
2: That's most of my life. Wow. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Okay, third of my life. <laughs> you almost but, uh, got me. You, uh, I almost was like, yeah, you are 19.
0: I thought that for a really long time, but then I, you know, like I'm I probably now more subscribed to the fact that he's alive because there's like a lot of clues in the airport and stuff that makes <laughs> sense that he would be alive. But- the the point I I still like the the thing that I always think about is like it doesn't fucking matter as long as Cobb is happy and he's like someone who Aww. has just gone through like <laughs> I this I'm telling you this is one of the only movies that, that like consistently it. makes me tear up and it's because Cobb is like he's one of the most rootable characters I've ever seen on screen
1: I think he's in a dream still
0: okay <laughs> but he's happy and
2: that's all that matters I mean my, next <laughs> category.
1: Well, can I say why, though? I I just, I, the image of the children at the end is the exact same fucking image he's had in every fucking dream he's ever had. And it's just unreal that in real time. Maybe they're just
0: boring fucking lives. (laughs) No, 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 no. (gasps) Lamest kids. So that's what I always wonder. So I think I'd always imagine that he was like, he was on the run for like years. But I think he's only been on the run for like a year.
1: It's the same outfits in the same position. And they're standing in the same place.
0: You know what the thing is that gets me? <laughs> it's that Michael Caine is like waiting for him in the airport, and I don't think they are, uh, like and doesn't at, react in any way to hey, him being oh, um, He be shakes his hand and then fucking walks. He doesn't even like wait and put his arm around his fucking boy.
1: His boy. <laughs> yeah,
0: his number one boy. Number All right,
1: what's next? What category? Oh yeah, boys? yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on. So uh, let's
0: talk about um. Eye candy, yeah, I think that'd be nice. So we'll, uh, we'll start with nice. Inception. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Inception. Inception, um, seven, seven. Yeah, okay, go ahead, Nick.
2: <laughs> I mean, I just really, I mean, it's just so cool. I just like, like talking about details, it's just so cool. The, it was so cool when yeah. it came out. It and was now? just so cool, and it is still so cool now. It just looks awesome. And there is something to be said that a year. lot of it year there's a lot there's something to be said that a lot of it is like very mm, cliche looking but then you're like that's what? a dream
0: I don't think anything looks like, cliche
2: looking all of the levels this is I completely am st- stealing this line from the the uh, uh, pitch, meeting. Uh, pitch meeting but they all look like James Bond levels. They all look like this James Bond game on the PlayStation 2 that I used to play with my brother. They all look like well, that. Because they're constructed There's a rainy spaces, one. Just like a There's video a game. There's a snowy one. Yes, I know. That's why it's cool, though. <laughs> like, that, it's both... But when I think
0: cliche, I think of, like, Now You See Me or something. Like, the visually... Well, yeah.
2: no, that's corny. Yeah. There's a oh, difference okay. between cliche and corny in my mind. I'm saying that they're, like... But it works because that's, like, part of... That's the point, is that they're, they're like dream worlds and dreams look like that, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. Go it's ahead, not a Way good like point. It. It's a seven. It looks great. I don't know. What about <laughs> you, like? Get out of my hair. I mean, hair.
1: it's just like, it's a hard seven. <laughs> I don't, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's my favorite part of this movie is the visuals. And I think it's not even just like how cool it is and how they have sequences where they're like inverting cities and whatever, like. The way that they use the visuals (sighs) fold that city like a panini. True that. Uh, I mean, the way that they use visuals to create time in this movie is remarkable. Like they they use the visual of the van falling into the water to create a clock for you, which is really Mm -hmm. beautiful. That's incredible visuals. Like it keeps you. I don't know, it keeps my heart racing as I'm watching the movie and it keeps me understanding how much time they have left and it creates the intensity of the timeline that they have and how little time that they have and that's like the aura of the film, right? Like it's just that mm-hmm. intense feeling. It's that it's that um I don't know. There's something special about the way that the visuals elevate the concept of the film itself, which is like the whole point and that's why it is just Remarkable.
0: <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. I I love... I, so this is... Uh, I think he was still working with uh, Wally Pfister at the time. And it's just... The cinematography is so fucking smooth. I... Yeah. Like, where by, it by, might seem like cliched, it's Rob just... Thomas. Everything looks so good (laughs) Um, everything everybody looks so good in it and everything looks good it's so fucking smooth the way they go over cities and stuff the way that they show the characters like talking with each other in the middle of the city and it's spinning around them because uh, I brought it up in tenet, like I have to bring up here the editing is so fucking good in this movie, yeah. where it 's going back and forth with cobb 's memories, and it 's so effective and it never takes you out of the scene. It just makes you fully understand what the fuck's going on in his mind and how it 's going to ruin them essentially um, the sequencing of how the last hour works with you know how there there 's the time that they basically imprint in your mind with the yeah. van going off. But sequencing between these fucking levels and never making you that confused about where they are mm-hmm. is just brilliant editing. And it's really brilliant storyboard making or whatever beforehand. Totally. Um, but it, it, I also just, like, it has some of the best action set pieces, as I said. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, one of my favorites is like the matrix when there's like the gun shootout or whatever in that lobby. But like the, f- there is no movie that's ever going to get on the level of the fucking spinning hallway scene between, uh, Arthur and then the, the subconscious. Yeah. And when he's, when it goes to the bedroom and how he shoots the guy last second, but then you get Arthur, like zero gravity, figuring out how to drop yeah, that them. That like, spinning incredible. them. Yeah. It's <laughs> so and, and then when he's like in, it's so cool how he does it everything visually in the like as opposed to tenant everything visually in the shootout fortress scene in the snow is so fucking cool the action is so fucking cool when like eames yeah, goes around a tree really and well them, it, yeah. it's so good and the fighting is so like the choreography is really cool mm-hmm. he just nailed it um He's a practical effect god. Like it's yeah. it's him and Steven Spielberg oh, yeah. at the fucking top, and no one's. Oh my close. god! I forgot
2: to talk about that. for sorry. We'll we'll do it in a second.
0: Yeah, no worry. I mean, it's just uh, it's a seven. Like I I I love it, and I think visually, it's my favorite movie of his. I think Dunkirk and Interstellar are like oh, up yeah. there, but like this one just works exactly for what it is, um, and it's brilliant. So seven for that. Tenet. Tenet. I I am gonna do a gesture and then a word. Uh, Tenet. Tenet. uh <laughs> um
2: seven for me.
0: Oh, okay. Sure. Go.
2: I mean it you you said it that he's the master of practical effects. There are almost no there's almost no computer generated images in this movie. Yeah. In Tenet. Almost almost none at all. Which is insane to me. It's also insane that almost half their budget went to the boat, <laughs> the yacht, the mega yacht, oh. to just to insure it in oh, case really? they messed that's, it.
0: That is like the real... One that, that is a real mega yacht, yeah. Warner.
2: They insured it for $100 million, which that's... I just think is so funny. And they were like, we need that yacht. God, Warner Brothers is so We need stupid. it now. And it ended up... Made them look fancy. His vision for what this movie would look like ended up being less expensive to do it all as an actual practical effect than to computer generate it, which I just think is so cool. And the difference between these two movies, because yes, there's a ton of practical effects in inception as there are in most of his movies. And they're incredible, but there's also a lot of, you know, CG that makes it work in some parts. tenant has almost none.
0: Yeah, it's and cool it's, and it's wild because I. I actually, just think, I think it's just as fun to watch. has CGI with the the limbo, uh, like the buildings crumbling and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, what about you, Layla? I
1: I did actually give it a seven. It is the like the only category I would Holy give it a shit. seven, <laughs> just because. Like aside from it's good, the he,
2: editing, isn't it?
1: Sorry. I mean. I agree. Not the only qualm that I have that would maybe bring it down is that I do think that the editing of the film drastically affects how the story is told. But I also don't think the story was there in the first place that the editing could have fixed. So I'm trying not to focus on that too much. Um, For me, it's honestly the physical acting, which is a very Mm. visual thing for me. Like, oh, cool. The way that these actors choreograph themselves, and I know that ties into acting, but I do think it's incredibly visual. It's remarkable. Like the the whole, like when they invert themselves, it, it wouldn't be effective if the physical acting wasn't there. And it is. And it's incredible to watch. And I am incredibly impressed by these actors for the physical acting that they do. Um, it probably brought them back to their like acting school days where they had to do some weird shit in circles with each other to like get their <laughs> physical acting out. But it's it's remarkable. And I think all the inverted sequences are really fucking cool and the way that everything moves is incredible. And I was that's one of the most engaging things of the movie to me. And it like when I would be pulled out, it brought me back in to be like, wow, that is just. I don't even know how a mind can shoot a film in that sequence like that and think about it that mm-hmm. way and make it look so real. like it just flowed. It worked incredibly. Um, it's a feat, and I think, as far as Nolan goes and just his career and his visual effects, damn man, you killed it like i this is this is this is a masterpiece of his, truly, when it comes to visual. Uh, for me
0: <laughs> oh okay i yeah that that's a great segue into my opinion of this because i i was really disappointed with this because i think he is a brilliant filmmaker visually he's one of my favorite visual filmmakers and Hoidevo- van hoidema is like one of my absurd name but one of my favorite cinematographers. He's like the probably like top three cinematographers working right now. He's so fucking good at his job. But I look at every Christopher Nolan movie besides fucking following. And I mean, even following is kind of smart and editing, but I just am so, I was like, it's cool, but I thought this movie would look like 10 times cooler. Like interstellar, has some visual scenes that I just am going to remember forever. The big wave on that planet, the fucking when he's falling into the uh, infinite whatever at the end of Black it. Hole. I think they had yeah, like a different
1: concept to work with th- with that though. Like there's sure, just like, I, infinite imagination with that. This is But like- this
0: is a wild, this is a wild concept and I just, I don't even think the action set pieces are that cool. I think they are cooler than the average director for sure. But like, I'm not going to like fully besides the fight between John David Washington and himself when they replay it. I don't really think that much about this movie visually. Like the car know, chase scene? I don't think the car chase scene is that cool. I like the the heist scene with the fire truck, I think is really cool just because it's it's a well executed scene. I don't think it visually looks that the great. The airplane to me. scene? Airplane scene is good. I think that's one of his better action set pieces in this. I think it's really interesting. So I just count everything in Oslo is is cool. But I just I even the end. The end is like when they're fighting on stalls twelve. Like I didn't like the layout of it. It looked like a fucking Call of Duty mission with like buildings that were half empty. And I like I love the ski fortress scene in Inception (laughs) because it's like. Oh, I've never seen that in a movie. That looks like visually so fucking interesting. It's not just like a bunch of people all in the square. You know, they're fighting in different uh, on different heights and lo- locations. I just, I like it. I'm still giving it a six. I just think he's I visually think so much better. And I, it actually was a five at first, but like, I have to. I I agree with Nick. Like, I really appreciate the practicality of this. And I agree with you, Layla, that like. He still is able to do something like he's so well above average visually that it has to be there. I just the editing is, and the fucking I just like his other movies visually so much more, even though this is still way better than everyone.
1: I think that's fair. Um, (sighs) I just I think seven is
0: perfect for me. I just, but you, I mean, (laughs) but you agree, but you think it's like his uh, his visual masterpiece. I just I think he. This is like him just a, a tad below where his mask. I just think he does sit.
1: something really different in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of for me. That's what it is. Like in the other movies, they're gorgeous and remarkable, and I'd give them sevens as well for their own reasons. But the entire inverted filming is insane to me. Like when I'm watching yeah. it happen, I'm I'm baffled by how well they executed that
2: because. The way that it looks when they see each other, too. They see themselves, I should say, as they flip.
0: The way that I view Seven is like, first of all, you can't go higher than a Seven. And I think that the Inception, just hallway scene alone, is higher than anything that's in this movie. So I cannot go to a Seven. That's how I... I I don't know.
1: I kind of think the fight sequence between him and him is almost equivalent for me. Because that fight sequence is... Yeah, all right. Well, and in eyes. incredibly choreographed yeah, I would sequence, agree. Yeah. like it, and the way know... they shoot it is incredible to me too. And like they make the...
2: you feel when he first feels how it feels totally. when you're inverted. You feel inverted. Oh my
1: god! Yeah. As the like it birds are like so landing
2: backwards, yeah. and their like sounds yeah. are being played backwards, and you're just T- like truly,
1: you're, Nick that's that's kind of my point the most the most emotion i feel in this movie is the inverted visual effects like honest to god it Mm. gets me i'm in it i'm i'm baffled by it i'm like i feel like i'm inverted while i'm watching it and that's like that's the true that's the truest of visual achievement to make me feel like i'm living my world that way and that's exactly what he made me feel
0: yeah, I I think we'll just chalk it down to it being, you know, it's like pretty subjective difference, you know, yeah. between us. Uh, let's move on, though. Let's talk about actoring. Uh, let's stick with Tenet. Uh, this fucking, this is so tough. Because, like,
2: <laughs> I, don't think I, love tough.
0: Th- I love these people. I just don't think any of the characters are that
2: interesting. No, and actoring is... The acting, a- yeah. the storytelling, the writing, the, the directing. directing, we lumped it all together because we're lazy and we don't have time. Well, it's Look how it's not necessarily time we're taking lazy.
0: It's because like, it's not as simple as being like, yes. it, I, I hate like diminishing a movie just for acting when like, say you have a movie that has really good actors. I love diminishing a movie for acting. Well, yeah, but, but say it's really good actors <laughs> no, that no, no, are no, in a movie, no. you yeah. could tell that it's not the acting because like, you, you know. We should all
2: say our scores on three, I think, for this one.
0: No, because I'm in between two. Oh, oh, yeah. What is I yours? need you I'm guys curious. to help me. Okay. What are,
1: what are you in between?
0: I'm in between a four and a five.
1: Interesting. Oh, okay.
0: Here's my thing. I just character-wise, none of these are that memorable of characters. I think okay. Robert Pattinson is really interesting. Yes. I wouldn't say he's necessarily memorable. What I do like that Christopher Nolan does in this that he doesn't do in a single one of his movies is he starts having fun with it. There's a lot more humor in this than his typical movie. They're always like self-serious and a lot of people get – like critics get bothered by that. I think he's having fun. John David Washington, we talked about this with Black Klansman. He's an absolute star. He's so fun to watch on screen in terms of like just – his physical presence on screen is so great, He's and I an like
1: incredible physical actor. He's yeah, absolutely. His
0: I love his gait, actors, the way he absolutely. walks in a room is so cool. One thing I love that he does in this, and I wonder if it, it was his choices. Everything he does with a gun is so interesting in this. Like the oh, the first uh, like moment you see him, he they're like wake up the Americans or whatever, and he turn he turns around and he fucking cocks the gun yeah, and catches totally. the, the casing. Oh my God, it's so Just looking cool.
1: like fucking annoyed and aimless while he's doing the, it too. It's incredible.
0: The way he uses the silence gun or whatever when mm-hmm. he's with Sanjay or whatever totally. up in the tower is really, and then he puts his like hand there. He's just really cool physically. I, and, I, and I think he's having a lot of fun with the scenes. I don't think the dialogue necessarily helps him in a lot. And that's like, sometimes they have him going on lines a little too quick. Mm-hmm. um i think him and robert pattinson have really good chemistry i love what robert pattinson does in terms of when you rewatch the movie you could see that everything he was doing was a choice like he knows this guy and he cannot let on that he knows too much yeah and he plays that really well their first interaction is so good on robert pattinson's part but like you don't need to sell me on him i think he's one of the best living actors um and I, but like I love that he's just this like smooth, half clumsy, half James Bond esque person in this, and that's cool. You know what really worked for me rewatch, but the first time I watched it, didn't care. Elizabeth Debicki is really fucking good in this movie. Yes, yeah, she is. yeah. I think that she gives off that she's like able to convey so much fear with a side of determination Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she does that in every scene. And I love that there's a scene with Sator saying that she's just full of despair and he can like basically smell it on her. And that's like how he like, he gets to her or whatever, but she does that. And it's earned in the end when she's like a fucking badass and, and chooses her freedom and looks at herself before jumping off the boat. Um, Last one, Kenneth Branagh doing accents always cracks me up. Cause it's just like fucking hire someone from another country. Let's stop having him do these accent. We like, look at me and understand. Um, he's just like, he's ridiculous, but I want to go back to your point, Layla about eye candy, because I think his physical acting in this movie is really fucking good. Yeah. It's so subdued. And he is, ne- I mean, he's a great stage actor, but you never see it to that level, uh, that detail on his face, and he's so like the stuff with his heart rate and stuff. It, it's just believable and cool. There's a couple other people I would talk about, but I just—it's uh, just—it's good, but it's so average for like his movies, and mm-hmm. it's just like, slightly better than an action movie, acting, acting wise. Uh,
2: yeah. You want to go, Layla? Uh, I mean, Layla? I don't know.
1: I, I did give it a five. I, huh. I think these actors did an insane amount with very, very little. And I commend yeah. them for it. And with such little character development written into this film, I'm very impressed with how emotionally attached I was to certain characters. I was very emotionally attached to her character. She... hmm she's incredible in this movie. Like, I feel every emotion that she does. I feel the guilt that she feels throughout this film because Mm -hmm. she considered leaving her son behind. Like, it's, she's very great at conveying those emotions, true fear and resilience and all of the above. And they don't really give her that much. She just does a lot with the few moments they do give her. I am a true John David Washington fan. I think he's an incredible physical actor. I think... He plays, like, a certain version of his Black Klansman character in this movie, just, like, a Mm -hmm. little bit more suave character, and it's great, and I like the very minor comedic aspects to his character Mm -hmm. that he brings in, and I think that's nuanced and fun. I think Robert Pattinson is just, like, lovable in this movie, and by the end of it, like... With very, with very, very little dialogue, I just think it's entirely facial emotions. Like you just truly, by the end of the movie, feel attached to this character and love him. So I'm really like giving his it face a five. In the
0: car chase, when he's solo in the car and he keeps yeah. doing that thing with his jaw because he's trying to pay attention to, but it's he does something like hey, I agree. He does something that I don't think any actor can do. Yeah, except for like Adam Driver or something.
1: Totally, he's really he's yeah. really great at conveying emotion without a lot of word, and that's 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 the testament to a great actor. And I think, I think it's a little bit above average simply because every single actor in this movie, including the scary husband, like I was terrified of him throughout this movie. There were moments where I was genuinely like, I would absolutely fear for my life if I was in front of him right now. Like it is, he is a scary villain and he does it well. I just think that for a movie where so little was given in writing, these actors excelled. This was an average mm-hmm. to me. I was very engaged with their acting despite how little they were given. So I feel like I can't give it a four because I'm impressed by them.
2: Yeah. Hmm. So I initially actually had given it a three because wow. I think it's pretty poorly written. The only well-written character, the only character with an actual arc and that I, see what I waffle between is how much of this is by design and how much of this is just... It's not his best work. And that's what... I'm now in between three different scores. Because he's like... <clears throat> as you were saying... As you were talking, Layla. So, I don't like John David Washington in this movie very much at all. I think that a lot of the lines that he tries to say that are funny... Just fall f- super flat. Mm-hmm. And just do not work for me. And he has yeah. a bunch of them. And I again, I don't know if it's by design. Because... This is if you if you like know what the movie is it's an origin story for him, yeah, becoming like this super suave ultra you know protagonist good guy guy he's he becomes James Bond, but with time travel by. Mm-hmm you know, some undetermined point in the future after this movie. This is the origin story of the protagonist. And I didn't really think about that until now. And so that makes it work. But at the same time, when he says things like, like pissing in the wind and it just falls flat and you're like, what the hell was that stupid line? He just said, but like, like is it says, falling
1: flat. Cause it's not like these characters are just going to like laugh in the movie.
2: <laughs> no, it does. To me, it falls flat because gotcha. I don't, it's a confusing line. He's the only character that does anything like that and it's he doesn't say it with conviction. It doesn't really makes it kind of makes sense for his character, but he's not well written enough for you to get it. Hmm. Things that he does physically make sense. The playing with a gun, it's clear to you that he's basically was born with a gun in his hand. Yeah, he is really? the ultimate spy, right? Like yeah. he's the guy And that's the whole point of the movie. He carries
1: himself physically that way.
2: Yeah. Things like that work. Physical acting, great. Written, horrible, except for Elizabeth Debicki's character, who is, I think, super well written. Very interesting. I mean, it was literally written for her. Like, he didn't have another actress in mind. It was just always going to be her. Yeah. Which I mean, like I'm
0: only shaking my head because Alec like walked out of the theater. He's like, "Why would he even care about that character?" And I was like, "What are you? What movie that's did the you just?"
2: Only watch? character that you Is should even about. care yeah. about, because I just like it's just so poorly written character wise. But mm-hmm. I can't help but think that it's intentional because that's not the point of the movie. The yeah. characters aren't the point. However, then then I think, well, J- John David Washington is the point of the movie, and if his character's not well-written to me, and I don't care much about him, then why do I care about the movie at all? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm really impressed by all of them. And I'm impressed by the... I
1: think it's interesting, though, because I feel like the way that he is important, though, is just how he got to this place. And the movie is so focused on the origin of how he got there. Not necessarily his personal story, but just what brought him there. And they do focus on that entirely.
2: (laughs) I think the ending is much cooler if the movie is better written to the point that it makes John... Sorry, John David Washington more of a big central figure like i know that he drives the whole plot but i don't feel like i care about him enough for that ending when you you get the reveal that that he meets robert pattinson in the future and recruits him and and this whole thing is a, a a pincer move and it's because of him that i think if you care about him it's written enough for you to love him that part is cool because the movie is clearly emulating james bond he is bond he is supposed to be time travel bond by the end of this movie and you just don't feel that
1: it's interesting though because like the way that robert pattinson acts in that scene did make me feel that way like robert pattinson carries that moment so well and yeah and john John david washington is incredibly emotional in that moment like you feel it yes he, but he, what you
2: get of him before that is just, yeah. I'm going to talk to this guy, I'm going to talk to this girl, I'm going to talk to this guy, I'm going to talk to this girl, I'm going to talk to this guy here, this girl here, I actually, this yeah. girl here. I think now the like, movie's cool. In- and it's like, His Meh. introduction,
0: like first 10, 12 minutes, yes. is I think really, really good acting yes. and a lot of that is physical. The way he's crying when he wakes up and like mm-hmm. actually just like how yes. he's being tortured, that whole scene, he's yeah. so good. Totally. I want to mention two people because we just like we skipped over them, <laughs> but... I I love Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie. It's a very random role. And oh, it's he's so, so fucking random, cool. but he's great. He's so <laughs> calm and cool and collected. I love that he does that accent. It's like a Cockney version of his regular accent, mm-hmm. and then it's just like the exact opposite of how he was in in Godzilla. What we did. Oh um, I and
1: mean, his
0: voice is like even deeper. But he's so good, and I, I want more. Another person wish he was in way more of the movie. Himesh Patel is so fucking good in this movie as the guy who's like helping them out. He's from that uh, yesterday movie where, uh, yeah. where people yeah. forget the Beatles. Um, but he he's hilarious. Like this scene where he's like, yeah, you, you, did you guys both order vegetarian? I, that looks like vegetables, right? Yeah. Like, that's got to like, even that sequence,
1: though, when the three of them are standing there, you first are introduced to him and he's explaining the like what they're going to do with the plane. That whole scene is Fucking incredible dialogue I lo- I love between his, the like, three of them.
0: I yeah. love his like New York. His accent is so good, and it's this New York accent. He's an English guy. I don't know why he didn't ne- like why he couldn't just be fucking English because <laughs> there's no backstory. We don't know anything about this guy. Um, but I agree. I really like the scene when they're <laughs> in the courtyard for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna end up with a five, Wayla because uh, I totally agree.
2: I'm gonna end up at a five too.
0: Um, let's talk about. Acting for Inception, Oof. Uh, this this is the only one I'm not going to give a perfect score, oh. and I'll just I'll say that off Same. the bat. I I this is one of my favorite Leo roles, but Leo can never do wrong. He's so fucking good and everything. He I I do want to go back to the point that this is like the character I root for the most, and you don't really know you. You were kind of thrown in, and you have to care about him because he tells you you have to care about him pretty early. But he's just the anguish that he, the personal fucking anguish that he has in his head all the time is so great that you get in that first scene where he's in the hotel room alone and he's spinning the top and puts the gun to his head or whatever mm-hmm. or gets like ready for it. He's just so good, and of course we have to have Leo shouting in movies because he's so great at shouting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the movie that like really, really introduced Tom Hardy to American audiences. Like Layer Cake was one of them, but this is like, oh, this is Tom Hardy. This guy, we're gonna pay attention to. No one knew who, f- and you could look this up, Layla. That now you might have gone back and watched something. But I As promise you, me when we all right were now. watching Inception for the first time, we were like that dude who played Eames is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like one of the most charming, ridiculous characters. Such a great character. He's so good in it. Um, great accent. His dynamic between, uh, as I said earlier, with Arthur uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovett, who I think is really great in this too. Yep. He plays such a like condescending shitbag in this that's so good and like, suave at his job. And I, I actually really like the scenes with uh, JGL and uh, Elliot Page in this. Um, I just... I. I there's, it's not like an actual romance, but there's a chemistry that you could care about. Um, it's weird that they make you care a lot about Robert Fisher, so Killian Murphy's character, and it's like you don't have him for the first half of this movie, but once you get to him, he's basically just a subject for them to like complete their mission. But they make you actually care about him, and that's a, a product cool of Killian Murphy's acting. And I think it's just a really well written character yeah. that you believe it. Um, He's a plot
1: it's, device as well, a very important plot device. So absolutely, like you have to be invested
0: for sure. And and what I it, it's kind of fucked up when you rewatch this each time as I've done, um, and you notice that. They've manip- They they literally incepted this idea into his mind. So you have to sit back and think. His father probably was disappointed in him. I know it's, <laughs> really, fucked it's, it's really, really fucked up. It's really fucked up that like they manipulate. There's never a moment where they're like, oh. So like one of them is like, oh, this is kind of fucked up. Um, but Eames looks like proud of him when he's sitting on the side, you know, as his uncle Peter or whatever. But it's like he's proud of him for making a decision that you guys fucking forced on him.
2: <laughs> yeah, they just break so his fun. brain. The whole movie is about them breaking his brain. Uh yeah. Um, to 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 better the, yeah, it's the, the it, economic
0: It's a good message that they put <laughs> in his brain, but Well-being it's like not man. genuine. Yeah. Also not I, okay. his
1: choice. So Yeah, they just break him. <laughs> I have <laughs> to bring just...
0: this up because Nick and I always quote him and we always talk about him. <laughs> Ken Watanabe is Nearly impossible to understand in a lot of scenes in this movie. I love Ken Watanabe; he's a good actor, and I'm not trying to be like xenophobic or anything. He just does not deliver some of these lines in a very like
2: seem necessary
0: articulate. He's just, like it seemed needed.
2: It seemed and it's needed. So- That's right. But
0: like there are certain parts where he's like, "I bought the whole airline," and I had to watch the movie like five times to know he said, "I bought the whole airline." You're really it. Just needed cool. like
2: which he's, is cool and baller. He's tough to th- Another one,
0: Marion Cotillard's like, is is she so good in this movie? I fucking Dude, love the her The vocal fry, but though. Her, she changes her accent like three fucking times. Dude, her she's vocal French, fry is crazy. She's like Italian. She's like Swedish at one point. It she does sound like Bjork. Yeah. It, together. Yeah, it's like she sounds like kristen <laughs> Wigg playing Bjork. Um. <laughs> You know who's great? <laughs> uh I I I'm I'm butchering his first name, but uh Dilip Rao, the guy who plays Yusuf. Yeah. Where the fuck has he been? He's so good in this movie. Anyways, i give it a 6 out of 7.
2: <laughs> uh I also gave it a 6 out of 7. The only thing I I just really I'm just not the biggest fan of of Elliot Page's acting in a lot of things. Mm. Like, I just don't like a lot of what he does in a lot of movies and I just don't buy him much in this um but that's just like like a work
0: assignment <laughs> she yeah, says. Just, oh, work placement
2: yeah i just like it's not my favorite and um <laughs> other than that I, I don't have any limbo i just and it's for not, how long just, <laughs> she's
0: just questions
2: it's not it's just not she's my the favorite. audience
1: guys Come yeah
2: on. it's great i know yeah. i know the, the I metaphor great, of the yeah. character but i just don't love love it um but other than that i think the movie is is so well written obviously very well directed the like it's not even really about the dialogue and the character development but in complete contrast to tenet it still manages to do that yeah and and it's it's not needed <laughs> but it's uh, it works and it's really good. And I think it's really cool that this movie also in contrast to Tenet, doesn't have an antagonist.
0: Yeah. Right. Who's there the
2: antagonist isn't... in the movie?
0: They, they make for a moment, they make Peter, uh, Tom Berenger's character into an antagonist, but he's not. Yeah. They're also manipulating. He was probably a really good person to, uh, yeah, his probably godson. a father, a yeah. father
2: figure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just cool. There's no... They've been no, at me
0: for two days. <laughs> That's a great impression, by the way. It's uh, <laughs> not
2: bad. This is a catcher for the Cleveland Indians.
0: Yeah, he's great. I fucking can't with you
1: guys.
2: Um. I just, uh, I, I think it really works. And I think it's cool that there's no antagonist. And, and yeah. uh, it's in contrast to, to Sater's character and Tenet not being a well-written antagonist. He's just scary. That's He's one-dimensional, mm. you know? You don't need that. And it's obvious in Inception, you don't need that.
0: Yeah. What about you, Layla? I gave it a
1: six. Um, I think this is. Uh, I
0: gave it a six. What was
1: that? I think it's an incredible ensemble. And I think it's a great testament to ensemble casts. Everybody plays a really important part and everybody does exactly what they're supposed to do. And there's really great banter between all of the characters. And. It's comical, but it's also it fluctuates between a lot of genres and the actors do a really great job of that. I mean, like <laughs> Marion Cotillard and Leo in some of these dark ass fucking scenes are remarkable. Like this, mm-hmm. like I, it gets so dark so quickly and it's so painful to watch. And then two seconds later, you're watching Tom Hardy and. Joseph uh, gordon lovett like banter with each other like it just it's great it's an emotional roller coaster it keeps your heart racing as you're watching it it's I cry while I watch this movie I laugh while I watch this movie and that's a testament to the writing but also how Mm -hmm. like these are just this is an incredible cast it's an incredible culmination of great actors Um, I don't think Elliot Page is my favorite actor of all time but she does play I mean he plays the role that he's supposed to play and. Yeah. It's it's vital because that's what Tenet didn't have like I feel like
2: anyone could have done that. Yeah, but but he did
0: it like exactly how he needed to do it.
1: And it worked. Like the, it's I, I mean, it's, we could have been sitting here saying it didn't and it did. Like I, I it was necessary. Yeah.
0: His name in it Ariane, is supposed to literally just be a maze maker. That's all she like that's all her character is.
2: She's an architect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think, and I think she does a good job of like that whole sequence where they're discussing dreams and, and she's creating this world. That's an incredible sequence. And I think just visually, like physically on her face emotively, like she's conveying how excited the character is to like create this world. And I feel engaged with her, with her character and what's happening. So I agree. I I think she does her part or Elliot page does his part.
0: I forgot to even mention it because I was just making a joke about Marianne Cotillard. But, like, the final scene when they're both, like, dying together, essentially, and he's explaining to her that, like, they did grow old together, it fucking kills me every time because Mm -hmm. time is, like, blasting in that scene. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah, Um, that's the sequence, and it's just heartbreaking. I always start crying in that
0: scene because it's just so fucking (laughs) tragically sad, uh, Yeah, but uh, I'll I'll give it a six. Uh, I think that was sixes all around. Um, Let's Mm -hmm. finish out, guys. Let's talk about legacy. What's the lasting legacy of these movies? Um, I'm not even going to get into the stats, really, with Inception. It's just a fucking seven for me, because what other movie could I rewatch as much as Inception outside of, like, 30 other movies that I rewatch as much as Inception? But... There's no other movie I could just, like, watch. Oh, it was, like, a perfect cable show. It was a perfect movie or theater movie. This is, like, if I could only see one movie in a theater and that was it for the rest of my life, I would 100% choose Inception. I wouldn't even fucking think about it. It is exactly the cinematic experience that I want. It's perfect in that regard. Um, Made a fuck ton of money, I'm sure. Uh, really well liked by people. Really highly ranked on IMDb uh, somewhere. Uh, I think it won like four Oscars. It could have won more. Uh, Fuck you, King's Speech. I hope you die. Um oh, whoa! It's a movie. I'm allowed to call it, to say that I can die. It's not real. Um, yeah, it's illusory. Um, illusory. Um, yeah, illusory. it's a seven. I just, I love this movie so much. Unfortunately, it has slipped from number one on my all time list to like sixteen, but it's still in my top twenty. I just grew up and I became less of like just a boy growing up and like Inception is such a like boy movie and you know it's yeah. a really good boy movie and if that's boy movies then what you don't are you more of those
1: all right okay I let's um I, I'm gonna give it a seven two and I, I have nothing else to say I completely agree with everything that you said. I, I don't yeah. think there's much else to say about the legacy of this movie. It did incredibly well. It was rewarded for how incredibly well made it was. I think people watch this on their TVs all the time. When it's on, people want to watch it. People want to put it on and rewatch it. I think people think about it. I think the ending scene is an ever-ending question that people want to discuss. Mm. It's, it's got an incredible legacy and it will age incredibly well it'll be one of Christopher Nolan's a lot this is in this is a lot of people's favorite Christopher Nolan movie so yeah it just has to be a 7
2: yep Bang. i would agree i'm not going to do i'm not going to say any different than that um, <laughs>
0: i'm glad you said the aging thing cuz i was going to ask if you guys felt like it aged over time i don't There's feel the like it's maximum aged
2: at maximum score a movie can earn on our scale
0: 105 I
2: cannot math. All, to, all together. Let's talk about Tenet.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Tenet, <laughs> Legacy. Um, Layla, go ahead. Um, Please. God, I,
1: I didn't really it. know what to do about this one. This one's hard for me because it came out in such a weird fucking time in the universe. I gave it...
0: Yeah. Right now,
1: I'm giving it a five because I think... Mm. There was a lot of conversation around it. It's definitely above average. People are going to remember this movie. It's going to be t- like, it was such a talked about movie. It's one of probably the most talked about movies in COVID in 2020 because it was yeah. released and people purchased it and they watched it and they talked about it a lot. And it was one of the few movies people had to talk about. That was like a big action movie at the time. Um I think there's a lot of ongoing forever conversation about what the fuck was happening in the movie. So I think it'll live on in Reddit for probably ever. So there's that legacy. <laughs> it made up its money. So that's like good for that. Oh, it did um, finally make up its money? Yeah. Okay. Um, so like, I, I think it, it definitely has an above average legacy. People are going to talk about this movie. I don't think people are going to. So this is my thing. I did not like this on rewatch. I don't think this is a rewatchable movie, which is kind of funny because I think that's contradictory to what most people believe about this movie, that the whole point is to watch it over and over and see the little bits and the nuances. I was so taken out of this movie the second time I watched it because I knew all of the plot devices. I knew the big things. I knew the reveals. And I truly was so pissed off at Christopher Nolan the first time I watched this movie that I did not care the second time I, can I watched it. I
0: guarantee that. you, by the way, you were not more pissed off than Alec Goldberg, who I saw this in theaters <laughs> with. He literally walked <laughs> out of the theater shouting at the top of his lungs that he was fucking sick of Christopher Nolan. He's like, fuck him. That made no fucking sense. I hated it. He 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 overhyped the hell out of this movie going in. Alec, out. if you're
1: listening, my man. He's definitely I, listening. I hear you. Yeah, I know, but I that's my point. Like, I, not I don't... I saw it. I was frustrated the first time I saw it, watching it a second time. I wasn't excited going into it because I was I knew I would be frustrated again and it's just not. I think there is a small population of dudes in this world that are just incredibly excited by rewatching this movie and figuring out every little bit of it, and I'm just not one of them. So
2: <laughs> not one of those I, dudes.
0: I love <laughs> that you brought up that point though, because I th- I wrote down like I think it's going to be rewatchable in the sense that people want to understand it, so they're going to rewatch it. But I think it's turned a lot of people away. It's like really divisive. A lot of people were pretty pissed off about it. Um, including you and Alec. And I also think it's like there's not like and this is where I go back to it visually. I think it's visually cool, but there's not a lot of scenes like Inception has certain scenes that if it was on TV, you'd be like, Oh, I'm gonna fucking sit through this scene. Yes. Love this. Sure. Sure. I, I think Tenet is cool in its entirety. There's a lot of fun, but I don't think there's a lot of scenes where I'd be like, Oh, I need to watch this scene. Um, even, you know, except for like the fight in, uh, when he's fighting himself, yeah. I, I have to put like more context into this, like for anyone that didn't follow along with what happened with Tenet, like Christopher Nolan essentially fucking broke Warner brothers by forcing this movie <laughs> into theaters. There were going to be no movies in theaters last year, like no big movies. This was supposed to be one of the biggest movies to come out. It got pushed and pushed and pushed. And finally he's like, guess what? I don't want people watching this at home. My movies are supposed to be in theaters. I shoot on IMAX cameras, motherfucker. I love film. (laughs) This needs... You need to see it there. Yeah, he was a little
1: dick all year, honestly. Oh,
0: absolutely. But I I also agree with him. I I prefer movies in theaters, and I prefer his movies, especially in theaters, which is why I forced myself to see it. And guess what? I was really satisfied. Even though it wasn't my favorite, I was so satisfied afterwards with the experience. And that's what's great about all of his movies. But he essentially broke Warner Brothers to the point where they had to make that HBO Max deal. And although we all love that HBO Max deal because we could watch these movies right when they come out, it's like kind of a shitty thing that happened to the theater industry. And if they had just waited a little bit longer, maybe these theaters wouldn't be in as much trouble because of this um, HBO Max deal.
2: What a legacy this movie has, though. Yeah, and and I,
0: it'll because always be talked about yeah. because of that it'll always be talked about because it's confusing. It's the movie that
2: broke everyone and everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like for you, like Nick, when you I know you're not the hu- biggest Christopher Nolan fan, but you like all of his movies. Yeah. Like, are yeah. you? Is this going to be one that you would want to return to? Yeah, to-
2: oh. I like rewatching this movie. I really enjoyed getting to rewatch this. I would rewatch it again happily. It's just too long, um, and so I gave it a five. If it has some sort of resurgence, it could be a six. But I knew, you know, I understand that people don't really like it. Like, I always kind of think about my simpleton family. Like if I showed my brother, he'd be like, <laughs> I don't like it, dude. He'd fall asleep. Honestly, he'd fall asleep in like an hour and 15 minutes. It could be 9 o'clock in the morning. He'd fall asleep.
0: I mean, I've had people text me and be like, dude, what the fuck is happening?
2: Yeah, While but I don't it. care about that. Yeah. Personally... <laughs> and i don't understand the hate like i don't think you should yeah hate the movie yeah. because of that i agree uh, but i do think that it's really interesting that a huge part of its legacy is that it like broke the theater industry and was came out at this like perfect time where it, it... that's
1: that's why i gave it a five exactly yeah because of the timing like it'll always I mean, be yeah,
2: remembered five. as Move the covid movie Okay, well, then we've got our scores. I,
0: I just, you know, I mean, it's just I could list out Christopher Nolan movies and every one of them gets me so fucking excited when I hear it. And like Tenet's not going to, Tenet actually gives me a headache because of the conversation that I have to have with people afterwards.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't like, like that. Alec was shouting
0: at me at the I top like of his lungs. All. He was so upset about the movie. And then later he's like, all right, I watched some videos. I kind of like it more. And I was like, <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> all um right. But yeah, okay, so what what did Tenet get?
2: 85 for Tenet. That's still pretty good Great out of Five. Score. Great score. Good score. Uh, 102.
0: What? Oh, exceptional.
2: What is the highest score, score
1: you guys have given? Have you ever given full sevens?
2: Three
0: people have never given all sevens. We've had Parasite that got all sevens. Confusing was a
2: confusing sevens. sentence. Well, like th- but yes. when
0: we've had a three-person podcast, we've never had all sevens for a movie. Yes. Uh, we were one off for No Country for Old Man and There Will Be Blood when we did it. Yeah. Um, so they tied. Wow. Parasite, we gave perfect scores. Back to the Future, I think we gave perfect scores. And like some of comedies.
2: Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. yeah but well, 102
0: out of 105, I'm actually well, a little deserved. shocked by that.
2: Yeah. Um, one category. It was just It was just acting. acting? We, yeah, yeah. we all gave it to sixes. We all had the exact same score for Inception
0: great love it it's because it's great it's i easy. had the highest score for 10 easy to like Obvious. yeah well that's just obvious you also walked out you liked tenant when you first watched it you're like i fucking loved it and i was like good man really enjoyed when people it. say that they love the movie i go good i'm Bump. glad that you do i didn't hate it when people hate the movie i go yeah it wasn't it wasn't that bad i don't know what you're talking about Bump. uh anyways uh la, la, la. do you guys have any recommendations for things like these movies <laughs> Watch all Christopher Nolan's movies. Yeah, just, just watch, watch Nolan's
1: movies, yeah. All of yeah, them.
0: Yeah, I I recommend for anyone that's never seen Memento. I mean, oh, I know yeah. most people have uh, cuz yeah, it's a yeah, cult yeah, classic, yeah. but I just like that's one of the more overlooked ones by him and that's kind of the one that gets people into Nolan nerd fandom. Yeah. Uh I, I really like the... like. There's a movie called Primer that really fucks with your perception of time and reality and stuff. And it's like this really brilliant cult classic. Hmm. Also, the movie that uh, Andrew Berg, who's been on our podcast, helped produce called Minor Premise oh, yeah, is really fucking good, I think. Uh, and it really messes Minor with time. Premise, great I like rocking. any of those kind of ones. Um, yeah, next week? Next week. <laughs> We're going to be doing... Doing... Two Wes Anderson movies, we're back, baby We are doing Eww. Fantastic Mr. Fox uh, Some people's favorite uh, <clears throat> One of his Claymation animated ones Yeah, so Layla's one of them Honors one of them is one of them We're gonna do Fantastic Mr. Fox Versus Isle of Dogs And I also, uh, I
2: love dogs I love Dogs, uh, too oh Yeah God
0: and uh, they're both I think on Disney Plus right now which is really awesome of Disney to do that because I don't even know if they were made by Disney um, I think so they're accessible go fucking check them out they're so lovely go watch you just get, and, and watch them on a good screen because they're visually they're visually stunning watch them I will on say a good especially screen. like Isle of Dogs kind of blew my mind visually yeah. in theaters um, yeah. at the time it came out but um, we'll
2: talk about that next week
0: yeah go check it out and, and you <laughs> know to follow us on, those on those Instagram days. you know to follow us there we're so fucking cool there and we're Fun. So please give us a, a like uh, And follow uh, Or likes on our posts and follow For the profile But also rate and review us That it, I know you're like oh Man I'm so tired of hearing that Then go and rate and review us It means the world to us Go on Apple Podcasts It takes like two minutes We've gotten a lot of ratings and reviews on there And they're all very favorable So we <laughs> might be doing something pretty well I
2: don't you know Give us, us whatever up. the fuck he you won't.
0: want Um Hey guys, do you have a send-off?
2: We live in a twilight world.
0: We live in a twilight world? That's not my send-off.
2: One. No, the second part.
0: I don't what does it say? <laughs> and may the Lord open?
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's the one. Uh, cowboy shit. <laughs> cowboy shit. Bwah.